All right, joining us is the head coach of the Huskies, uh, Greg Cronin. First of all, Greg, uh, your team comes off of a heartbreaking loss in the the bean pot on Monday night. Uh, your thoughts on that game? Well, it's a shame we lost. I think it was a terrific game. There was a lot of pace. I think anybody that went to the game thought it was a very entertaining style of hockey, and there was a lot of, like I said, a lot of speed to the game. Both teams had quality chances, and it was a little drama there. You know, we had a you know a five on three, and they had a five minute major, and then we had the six on four at the end, and. You know, it's a little ironic because I think our power plays, despite the percentage not being that great, our power plays probably been our most improved, you know, part of our team this year. And uh, had a chance really to, to tie that game with a minute and a half to go, and we, we just didn't execute. So, um, you know, a little bitter, but, um, you know, we know that we, we've got a four-point game at stake here with Merrimack, who's, you know, we're all fighting to move up the standings. And, um, you know, we've got a, I think we're pretty pretty much over the hangover from the bean pot, and you got to get ready to win a hockey game tonight. Yeah, you mentioned the the power play. I wanted to uh, to ask you a little about uh, how things have been going on that regard. I know that the uh, special team, the numbers wise, at least uh, t- uh, lower than probably you'd like to see. But you know, you mentioned that you liked, uh, I guess, the effort that you've seen on the power play. Uh, what is it? Just the puck's not going in? Yeah, it's it's weird because you know last year we had obviously we had a terrific record and a great team, and we held first place almost the entire year. But and our power play was not good. We we we, we almost you know, we survived power plays, and we very rarely got offensive energy out of it. This year, we seem to have a lot of confidence with the puck. I mean, we had two freshmen back there, Garrett Vermish and Jake Newton, who run the point, and I think they're kids, so they end up making mistakes, and, you know, particularly in that BU game, there was some just poor decisions by young kids that might have panicked a little bit, but, you know, it's it's hard to put your finger on why we're not scoring. We're getting looks. We're getting chances. If there was a stopwatch on, on possessions in the offensive zone, we have to puck an awful lot in the other team's zone, which gives you confidence from the bench, but we're not scoring enough. I mean, I was looking at the numbers. I mean, I think Merrimack's got 21 or 23 power play goals in the league. I mean, if we had that total, we'd probably be in second place in the league right now, and we're just, we're just not, we're not burying pucks. So, um you know, I think you know. Everybody knows we've had a lot of injuries, so the 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 rhythm in the power play seems to get affected every weekend when guys go out. I think this is the first time all year where we've had two consecutive lineups with the same personnel. So, you know, hopefully we're going to get hot in the power play down the stretch here with 10 games to go. But you know, as Merrimack knows, it's uh, it can be a real catalyst for you if you got the power play going. Yeah. And last year, too, you had the guys like Joe Vitale who would key the offense and key the guys on the power play. I mean, how, how important is it to have a guy like that? It kind of seems like maybe, you know, you're looking for a couple of guys to step up in that regard. Well, you know, the, 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 the funny thing about Joe is Joe was not very creative. Like, I used to tell Joe when he was here that you stop trying to be like a, you know, a toe dragger and like a spinorama guy. Just play up and down and finish your chest. That's all you're going to be in the AHL. It was ironic. He called me, you know, about a month into the AHL season. He says, you know, 100% right about what my role is going to be. And I'm, you know, I'm realizing it now because there's no latitude in pro hockey. they got plenty of those guys. Yeah. Um, our problem hasn't been so much that. It's, I, just, I think it's a combination of not having a lot of natural scorers. You know, you bring up a nice point. Wade McLeod's a, a goal scorer, but he's really not on that first unit. So right. give you a little tip tonight. He might be on that first unit just to give us a little bit more weapons there. Uh, I think it's hard to try and spread out two power plays um, on an average team and try and get something out of both. I think you got to load up one unit and try and, you know, hit the home run with that one unit. You, know, you mentioned uh, Jake Newton earlier. He's obviously he's been a pretty good uh, surprise for you this year. Uh, can you talk about what he, what he's meant to the team? Yeah, I mean he's a really really unique guy in the sense that he controls the pu- the play an awful lot. I mean, dare I say this, but you know Bobby O was a guy that when he got the puck, you know he was able to control the rhythm of the game. I think Jake's got a little bit of that in him. Like he's very poised with the puck. 
He's fearless with the puck. He's learned how to play defense, so he's become reliable defensively. Um, you know, and I, and a funny story is I, I could have recruited or, or taken Jake out of Texas with DaCosta um, a few years ago, and they played with Tony Cotella, but I wasn't crazy about him. I thought his footwork was average and his speed was below average. And, you know, two years later, he's in Lincoln, and he was really attractive to Albie, my recruiter, and we took him. And I think he's been really, uh, you know, one of the more pleasant surprises across the entire league. And uh, talking about goaltending as well, last time we saw uh, Brian Mount and Chris Rawlings was hurt, was unable to play. He's since gotten back in the lineup and obviously been playing pretty well for you. Uh, what your thoughts on what, you, what you'll do with the, with the goaltenders, two freshman goaltenders who both have played pretty well for you this year? Well, Chris played uh, over 60 games last year in the BCJHL, and he he's known as like a springtime goalie. He he had unbelievable stats in the second half of the year in College and Valley, and um, I think the last couple games, you know, the Providence Lowell and now the BU game, I think he's given up a total of four goals. So you'll take that any time from your goalies. And uh, also, talking about guys up front who have played pretty well, uh, Kyle Kramer seems to be having a pretty good senior year. He's got ten goals for you. Kyle's been uh, he's been a pleasant surprise. I mean, he, he obviously fumbled his way through his sophomore and junior years, and now he's kind of resurrected himself as a player for us offensively. And um, he's got confidence now. He's one of the few guys we have, along with Wade, that'll shoot the puck to score. Um, and I think, you know, he, he's had 10 goals. He could probably have 20. He's had a n- number of chances. The most impressed I am with Kyle is his game away from the puck. He's been more physical. He's been stronger on pucks. He's put back pressure on pucks. These are things that were, were not real visible last year. So I think he understands this is it for him in college hockey, and he's not going to leave any energy behind him. I want to shift gears a little bit and just kind of uh, get your sense on uh, replay. It's uh, obviously new around the league this year, just trying to get a sense of the different coaches, how they feel about it. Uh, how many replays have you guys been involved in, and, and your thoughts on how it's going so far? I think we've been on quite a few, actually. I'm not saying it's been every game, but I think we've been on quite a few replays. I, I don't really have a problem with it. My only issue with a replay is the timing of it and how long it takes to actually get the, the, the play correctly. Um, you know, the, the other night we were playing Lowell and it was late in the game. They replayed the clock and uh, there was a timeout that we called. And then, um, you know, we went to the faceoff and the referees blew the whistle and then called the referees' timeout to check the clock. And then Lowell knew what we were doing. And that's maybe a rare situation. But, you know, I think it's got to be expedited really quickly so it doesn't slow the game down. You know, obviously, if somebody scores a goal and there's a lot of momentum built in, sure. you wait five minutes for replay to, to clear up whatever gray area there was, the momentum's now lost. Right. Should there be a time limit on how long it takes? You know, if you can't come to a decision within, say, five minutes, then, then you leave the call stand. I don't know. It would be nice to do that. you think the technology today in 2010 would be able to pull up the video fairly quickly with multiple angles, but uh, it would certainly be a good way to minimize some of that wait time. And, uh, again, we talked about your playing Merrimack tonight. Uh, it's the rubber game of the season series. You guys split earlier this year. Uh, your thoughts on uh, what's, what's important for this game tonight? Well, you've you got to start with Merrimack's power play. You cannot give them power plays. And, um, you know, if you're killing a penalty against them, you've got, you know, obviously the, uh, the cost is extremely dangerous. And, you know, what Merrimack's done really well, they've done a nice job recruiting players that fit a system that, that really goes well with this building. And whether it's having the, you know, the big Ross and the, you know, big O's pounding along the boards or having the skill on the back end with, you know, Stollery and Allen running power plays. Um, they just done a nice job. I think I think that unit with DeCoster and Cucci rolling up and down the wall is is very difficult to defend. And Broadhead's done a nice job in front of the net. And you know if we're not if we're not careful on our penalty killing, which we haven't been all year, it's the worst in the league. We're not going to win. It's that simple. 
Northeastern has the distinction of, uh, of course, Mark Dennehy's tried to do this strategy of having a guy out at center ice. He calls it stretching the ice. And Northeastern has the distinction. I think one, they've only given up two goals this year, and you guys have one of them. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on how you defend against that kind of strategy? Well, you, you know, my rule on that one is if you have full possession, you got to play it like it's a power play. You know, and then once the question of once the question of possession pops up, you got to make sure you get back and, and at least stay between that that Merrimack player and and our nets. So you'll take it as a five on four in the zone rather than put a guy out at center ice. Yeah, the goal we scored at home was because of that. You know, and I I don't think why would you give up that that you know that numerical advantage if you have full possession. You know, the tricky part is when when you the judge when you've lost that that freedom to have full possession and that's where I told him before the game once once that puck is remotely up for grabs you're going to race back to that Merrimack player so then it's the job of the guys at the point you know you want them to focus on the play in the zone but then once you see that there's a turnover they got to quickly turn back and see what they need to do yeah and there's no mystery I mean once you don't have the puck you got to race back you know like you have to go figure out where to go just race back to your own neck because you have to skate through that line anyway so you know, and I told him if it's gray, then just back off, maybe go out towards the red line. You know, but you know it's interesting. I've heard a lot of coaches in the league bitch about it. Say they they think it's a it's a it's a you know it's a you know a gimmicky strategy that really kind of like you know not ruins but makes the game a little bit tricky. But I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, if they, hey, if that works for you, that works for you. I, I think they've scored. I don't know how many goals they've scored on it, but I've, I've heard they've scored a lot on it. So, you know, all the power to Merrimack. All right, thanks, Craig. Good to see you as always. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thanks, Mike.